I forget what the technical term is, but they have like a term for that stuff that like, like if you're, if you're recording a concert, like an empty mic stand against a backdrop, kind of like oh, yeah. eyesore kind of, kind of things, but good eye, Eddie. Good eye. It's called Vickery. Oh, okay. True. A Vicarage yeah. Vickery. I don't know. Okay. I just made, <laughs> this sounded cool. Hello and welcome to Fake Philosophers. Uh, I am uh, Mitch, and uh, with me is Mike and Eddie. Um, uh, Mike, of course, of of uh, bartending and audition fame. Uh, Mitch, ITL award winner. And Eddie, notorious Holocaust denier. Um, today we're going to be <laughs> Holocaust at- survivor and denier. <laughs> survivor and denier. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Uh, well, uh, th- today we realized that we've just passed a benchmark of we've released 20 episodes, um, a few mini episodes, but 20 actual honest uh, uh, podcast episodes. And we've... Rec- oh, that was wrong. Wrong one. That was, that was, that was the wrong sound bite. Um, as you can see, we've learned a lot. <laughs> we're, and, uh, we're re- there we go. 20 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That was fucking gold. Should we se- should we se- should we even celebrate twenty episodes? <laughs> <That was> fucking <laughs> gold. <laughs> We're desperately well, looking more for- than nineteen. We're desperately looking for a producer. Anyone out there can or an engineer or something, you know. But <laughs> something, <laughs> come do do things for us. Yes. Uh, we'll talk. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for for, thank for watching. You. And uh, as a little. Uh, tribute we decided we're going to go through some of the comments on the videos that people that we, we posted all these on youtube um just it's just the easiest and uh some people have actually been kind enough to leave some uh, some comments so we're going to go through and uh try to get through all of them mm-hmm. uh, starting with the first episode the pilot episode it was um the three uh it was me mike and danny at the table chatting and we had eddie send in recordings uh to kind of give little intros or whatever so we got some comments on that we got five comments on that one mm-hmm. first one from ryan martin that's his youtube name i don't know if that's his real name but uh anyway he says uh i want to counter reason with you guys so bad dot 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 you guys actually agree with mike or is this classic groupthink? another ellipses good show though ellipses it's relaxing to just listen is that the right word right dot 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 is ellipses yes okay cool is ellipses or ellipses yeah okay it's relaxing to just listen it's still the same comment it's relaxing mm-hmm. to just listen to people talk about stuff another ellipses felt like i was at a bar with duct tape on my mouth lol <laughs> uh, he left another comment uh good job keep it up ellipses i'll continue to watch no punctuation on that. So, uh, uh, thank you, Ryan. Your uh, grammar is impeccable. Um, Alexis Sonif. Woohoo, go Michael. Tra- I, have, I have a fan. And there's an option to translate to English. What was what it? I, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last uh, comment from Yay Teddy. Mm-hmm. Y-A-E in capitals, Teddy. Uh, These three men are too handsome unsubbed so wait i wasn't in the first episode okay so never mind yeah <laughs> yeah right. well so thank you for those comments <laughs> ryan alexis and yeah, yay, teddy uh episode two was um political the first political where danny and mitch talked about masks it's good times we have one comment from mary bell who says mitchell your belches are an embarrassment one out of ten <laughs> work on that tone <laughs> How could you? 
I teed it up for that one, right? I mean, how was I not going to? Yeah. How was I not going to? Mary Bell's not going to listen to another episode. Because of my belches. Well, darn it. Scrolling through the no comments. Okay, yeah. So episode seven was the next one. We got comments in episode okay. seven. Okay, so episode seven is called as opposed to question mark part one. I don't remember this episode. I think this one was. There's been so many. We were we were chatting about different. I forgot the, the the details, but like we were talking about. It was one of those stream of consciousness episodes, and I think it was like. Oh, like if someone said, oh, well, I guess like you can go left or you can go right. Okay. As opposed to. Oh. It was like, it okay. wasn't that, but it was something like that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It was the discussion on uh, you can come if you want to. Maybe. Was that it? Maybe. I think. Anyway, there's no description in it, Mike. So. Uh... What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. Right here. What? Yeah, you're right. It is you can come if you want. It's right. See the description right there. Oh, I didn't see the drop down. Okay. Uh, the one comment from Tim Connolly. This discussion is poggers, P-O-G-G-E-R-S. Uh, Eddie, do you know what poggers means? Uh, pogs were like a game that was in high school where it's like you had like a, a bomber and you would hit it and it would be like a, no, I don't. <laughs> so poggers. Okay. Well, anyway. okay, so I'm going to look it up. We got the internet at our disposal. <laughs> there you go. So. The next episode while Eddie's looking that up, the next episode with comments, because we get so many comments, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We skipped through what? three episodes. <laughs> one with one what? Basically a type of emojin used in Twitch, which looks like a surprised frog. Instead of using the word awesome or epic, users would send poggers emot- emoticons. So it's a compliment then, I think. I guess so, yeah. All right. All right. I would interpret it as such. All right, so then the next uh, episode with comments is episode nine, Conversation okay. Starters, which was the three of us, I believe. Yep. Oh, yeah. And Tim Connolly commented again. I believe that was the right, first. Tim, thank you, Tim. I believe that was the first of the Mitch's lists. It may have been. Cool. Tim commented again. Uh, this show needs more jump cuts and star wipes. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Tim kindly commented again on it. <laughs> I don't approve of the alcoholing. <laughs> well, now, now I know I know who that is. Yeah, and he he means it in good spirits. Yeah, spirits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I'm on. I'm, I'm. I'm looking through. I'm on episode thirteen, political episode thirteen, political. Uh, this is where we discussed. Uh, Mike and I discussed Afghanistan. Um, we don't have any comments before that. No. I, well, I didn't see him. Anyway, no, you're right. Go on. Uh, so episode thirteen, political. We talked about Afghanistan. This is from Kronak uh, a month ago. Drone strike by Trump. You're probably thinking of General Suleiman from Iran. Yes, because I think we were talking about that's right the strike yeah. he made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and uh, we commented back. That's the one. Thanks for the input. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank you for that. We actually asked. I remember we asked. Like, if you know who we're talking about, <laughs> I'm glad you're listening for once. Thank you. For wow, listening. And, yeah. and commenting, and uh, yeah, that's thank you very much for that com- comment. So the next I was one, say compliment. Oh yeah, I got you. The next one was uh, Eddie's rant about. Uh, titled The Desire to Come to the United States, talking about the Afghanistan refugees, and I believe Eddie um, compared the people trying to come here, the people protesting, to which uh, Sylvia Taylor commented, a very thoughtful comment, two comments. I'll read it out very quickly. I want to also say thank you. Oh, wait, sorry. It was like in... Hold on, cut. Back to one. Because the first comment was below the the other one. Anyway. Gotcha. 
She said, yes, we in the U.S. have a lot to be grateful for. However, oppression does still exist in this country. We still do not have an equal rights amendment in the past couple of years have really brought light to an underlying injustice towards people of color. We are fortunate not to experience anywhere near the... Ex- Sylvia wrote a lot. Uh. It was a very thoughtful response. I'm not... I'm not. It's, just, it's a lot. I'm not going to just throw it all out there. You'll, you'll, you'll have to read the comments to... to- Fine. True. <laughs> we are fortunate. No, 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 I'm saying like to the audience, they, if they yeah. want to find out, they should read it. They should. I'll read the second comment that's shorter. Okay. I want to also say thank you to Eddie for bringing our attention to the contradictions presented in the new leadership and the lack of or challenging options that get the Afghan, Afghan people. Ha- I almost went to the office. The Afghanistan, <laughs> the options the Afghan people have. And... So that was actually a very thoughtful. Nice. A lot of the comments have been either trolls trolling yeah. us or which people are, we know, <laughs> which are which just are our great. friends. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> but Sylvia actually left a very lengthy, thoughtful comment, that was and I cool. think that's very lovely of her. Eddie, did you see that comment yet, or have you read that one yet? I I heard about the comment. I didn't respond to it. It's like homework that I didn't get to. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, it's it's a perspective because I think we miss we miss out on a lot uh, in the United in states and we take a lot for granted and it's comparing uh the rights we have here which we take for granted uh and rights other citizens of other countries simply don't possess and i think something that kind of harkens on to that uh you know in recent headlines is there was a, a general somebody in the pentagon staff who was upset that google wouldn't participate you know military affairs and what have you and wouldn't help us out in terms of ai and I think that's very interesting because other countries don't have that roadblock. Huh. If you're in that country, mm-hmm. you're doing AI, you're going to give it to the government. Wow. And they're yeah. going to use it, to, you know, they'll mm-hmm. use it for whatever the hell they want, including uh, repressing, oppressing their own population. So, you know, we, we have that where we could say, ah, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to get our fingers dirty. You only have that choice in this country. But we're pretty, we yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty exclusive to have that option. Huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. And nice. it, it'd be, it, it's, it'd be, it would be handy and it would be nice if some of the population of this country could wake up and, you know, kind of see that differentiation where other countries don't have the concerns that we do. And they they won't hesitate to take the freedoms that we take for granted away from us. Yeah, I feel like this is about the Monterey Hotel again. Callback. <laughs> anyway, that, that's a callback. That's a callback to the last yeah. episode. You guys need to check it out. If you haven't seen it. It Go was on. a very good episode. We had fun. We did. We had fun. We had fun. Was that was that all the? Yeah. That was, okay. Yeah. Uh, next video was uh, episode episode fifteen. This was another bitch's list is 18 reasons to stop drinking. Uh, Mike and I actually wore matching hats in that, in that video. It was really, it was cute. Um, We have one comment and one reply. It lists that as two comments, but anyway, uh, this is from Ryan D. Uh, Mitchell is buff as fuck. (laughs) A F F F. I'm just reading that. You know, Uh, the reply was, uh, yeah, he is. I didn't write that reply. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be clear, <laughs> at least I don't think so. Okay, sober me did not write that. To, just, just so everyone knows. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan D. I would never admit to people calling me buff. That's uh, no, that's just, again that's a compliment. Again, that's uh, that's one of my one of my good friends. Yeah. So the next one is uh, another one of Eddie's rants because Eddie is the master of the rant. Uh, I actually really like this one, Eddie. The uh, titled this is a pair of shoes and just is the desire to want to be better than I was yesterday. Mm. Uh, when you talked about going jogging and everything, 
And the comment mm-hmm. was from Julia Park, and it was simply M U R I zero and a broken link. <laughs> and something tells me <laughs> that this bot really enjoyed our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love you know yeah. what hey a listener's a listener, a listener's I, you a know, listener. I, watched, I watched Blade Runner last week I'm not about to be picky and choosy about who listens to our shit okay they're gonna bots, be equal someday need to be entertained too yeah. I mean they they have a boring job they're they're written as they're told and they come across some content that makes them feel good and let them know go. that they're not alone and they're not thankful do and uh, do androids listen to electric podcasts hmm that was a deep reference. I don't it, know if you got that's a sci-fi. Maybe. I got that. Dude, okay, dude. you got it. And, and Eddie, I yeah, challenge you. You say that, that 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 these these uh, androids, these AIs, want to feel good, but could I say that they just want to feel? <laughs> Fuck out of here! All right. Episode, <laughs> next one is episode that's seventeen. Uh, similar one. Uh, wait, what was in this episode? Stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. What's the description? Mike and Mitch shoot the shit about. Let the conversations flow. Mitch brings his Mike rants about bad shopping carts. <laughs> you know, ever since you made that, I was in Walmart today. I grabbed, I shit you not, three different golf, uh, uh, shopping carts, and they all were just shitty. Yeah, I was I'm so mad. They, they was don't care. Mad, and I couldn't. St- what made me more mad is the fact that I could not think of you and your shitty rant. Thank you. Uh, Wait. Uh, this shitty one is. Carts, think of Glenny. That's that's the new uh, slogan. Mm-hmm. Fun video. Uh, we have one uh, uh, comment from Zebulon Horst. <laughs> Five LBMS and a broken link. <laughs> we just need to translate it from yeah. from Android to human. Yeah, uh, uh, and we responded astute observation. Oh, we have two likes on that comment. That's uh, pretty sweet. <laughs> on astute observation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. See, we're interacting with the bots. They... Moving on, moving through. So yeah, there okay. was there was a. It said there was a comment on eighteen, but but it was disappeared or it was erased. I don't know. So on nineteen, another political. Uh, Mitch and I talked about Afghanistan, the California recall, and mask mandates. Uh, Ryan D commented again. Ryan. Um, I think you we mentioned him in it, and because okay. he said fake news, I'd never call you Mitch. There's oh, a lo- no, no, no. There's a lack of pronunciation. I saw that. Or not yeah, pronunciation, yeah. punctuation. I'm sorry. Um, I think what he's referring to is at the beginning of that episode, I got a call. If you remember. Okay, so it's supposed to be mm-hmm. I'd I'd never call you, comma Mitch. Right, like he's not because when I when I looked at my phone, I went back and watched this. This is why I know this. Um, I I looked at my phone was ringing, and I said it's my dad. If you if you remember, I like okay, I yeah, like, yeah, I do my dad. If you listen to it in another way, it sounds like I'm saying it's Ryan is calling me. So it's my dad. It's Ryan. It sounds, sounds like it's Ryan. Got so you. Ryan, calm down. First of all, I know you've personally called me like two or three times. And secondly, use punctuation. It's not hard, man. It's because that the way I read it was fake news. I'd never call you Mitch. Like he'd call you something else. Like he'd call you M or he'd call you Mitchell or he'd call you, yeah. I don't know. But if you put the comma in there, we would know that you meant you would never actually call him by you know, phone. We're never going to get comments anymore now. We're just critiquing the... We're, we've lost Ryan. We've lost Mary as listeners. I, I think it's a challenge. It's all going downhill. I think they, they're, we're challenging well, step it up. Step to, it up. To, to step up your comments. Both of Your you. comment quality. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We're, we're trying our best, clearly trying our best over here. <laughs> you should... I don't you see should, you guys doing anything. You should meet... Did you hear our sound bites? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. You it's, should you yeah. should meet the quality of the show. That's all I'm saying. Episode twenty. Mike hates. And if both you're a bot, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're a bot, 
We welcome you. Think about it. Episode 20, Mike hates Bohemian Rhapsody, Mitch hates the Beatles, and astrology isn't real. By the way, one of my favorite titles ever. That was a good, that was a uh, good title. Yeah, that, That's that a, a very title. good title. We had one comment from Ryan D. again. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is extremely overrated, and I also don't like it. <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Ryan's a, a frequent frequent listener, frequent flyer listener. We're challenging you to make better comments. You know the the uh, the one before where I got a call and I told them I told my friends, hey, uh, listen to that one because I give you guys a shout out. So now I get to tell them again, hey, I give you guys another shout out. <laughs> and more of you should comment because Ryan's just carrying the load for you. Because... Ryan's carrying you on the back. <laughs> get on the comments. All right, uh, next one is last one, right? Last one. Yeah. Um. As far up to this viewing. Right, because we, well, we could be we could be frank and um, transparent. We record multiple episodes at a time and post them. Yeah. As of right now, the last thing posted on our YouTube is um, a rant by me called "All Right, I'm about to be the guy ranting in his fucking car for a second. And uh, if you watched it, which you should, if you haven't, uh, I rant about mm-hmm. a woman who I not encountered, but I just observed her at the store, and I was very irritated by it. And so the comments. One was from Yay Teddy once again, frequent frequent uh, viewer. Yeah, I demand to ten things, Glennie. Michael Glennie can't live without. Which we can get to. Yeah. The other comment, which so context real quick, just a, a quick, <laughs> quick, quick recap on this rant. <laughs> what happened was at the store, I had like a cart, not full. I was in the express lane, but a cart of stuff. And a woman ahead of me had a cart that was empty, a purse that was sitting up top. And she asked for a pack of cigarettes. The person went and looked for the cigarettes. They did not have the brand she wanted. She took a, a very long amount of time trying to find the cigarettes for this woman. And when they didn't have it, she said, I'm walking away. I don't need it. Never mind. So she had an empty cart to buy a pack of cigarettes. And she walked away. I checked out rather quickly because I'm a normal human being who's in the express lane. And then upon walking out of the store, she was getting into her car in a handicap spot, which I'm not hating on handicapped people. I know handicaps come in all different you know, shapes and forms. But she did not seem to be handicapped because she was walking fine. Anyway, and it just bothered me that after waiting for a lengthy amount of time for her not to even buy a pack of cigarettes with her full cart, I was irritated. I went on a rant. Well, now... Now people should really go watch that video. Now that we've read the the back cover, that was the the the, the spark notes. The spark notes of a because I went, of a really long rant. The 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 five minute rant was forty five seconds. <laughs> you just it took five minutes explaining the five that, minutes. No, I, I I looked at the time. It was like it was like forty seconds. Mary Bell, another frequent viewer, apparently. Thank you, Mary. She said, possible she needed the cart to stabilize her walking. It was supposed to be a quick trip. She didn't want to bother with a full-blown walker. I agree with Mary. She held me up. She held me up for five minutes. (laughs) I'm taking the side of Mary over you, okay? I just want you to I know. If if it was going to take a lengthy amount of time, maybe it was supposed to be a quick trip. You should know that that's where you get your brand. Oh, I kn- as a drinker, I know that this store carries this beer. Uh, okay. You should know that this Vons doesn't carry your pack of cigarettes if you're going to the express lane. Yeah. 
you go to the express line when you feel comfortable. You're there. You know. You know what's going on. You're going in there, in and out. Listen, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> you might be rational <laughs> and right and, and you know and, and and empathetic. I was trying to hurry. He went there. You know, sometimes. This is how it is, you know, sometimes we don't want you to just fix it. Sometimes we just want you to listen to us rant and, you know. (laughs) Sometimes I don't don't need a savior. Thank you. I mean. (laughs) I think he does, Mary. I think he does. And I'm asking, why is he shopping at Vons? (laughs) Why is he shopping at Vons and not at the Mexican market, which is much closer to him? That's what I want to know. He's actually right. Listen, Mary. I don't need someone coming in and solving my problems. Sometimes this is just a guy thing. We just just want to be listened to. We just want to be heard. You just need to sit there, rub my back, leave a like, subscribe, understand. <laughs> Again, this goes across the board. Upgrade your comments. Just say, <laughs> just say, ha ha, can relate. <laughs> I kind of love the fact that this is going to just cause more like just shitty comments from people. If we if we need more comments, we we're certainly getting. We'll them. just critique comments. Like first of all, you guys, your comments, exactly. Your comments. I I hope they feel challenged by it because you're you're all garbage right now. Uh, Thanks for listening. <laughs> you know what? This episode not, not brought not brought to you by your fucking comments. This this, this this episode not brought to you by our comment. Not like, brought uh, not brought to you by any of you. Yeah, you're all trash. It's but the bots are our only friends. Ryan's pretty cool. He said I was buff. Mm-hmm. See, we need more of those comments. Ryan, up up the quality of your comments. Just no, 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 keep it positive. Even, keep it positive. Just punctuation, maybe. Yeah. Not even up the quality. Just, you know, revise. Proofread. Proofread. Yeah. Yeah. Send it in a, not a spell check. You spelled it right. But. Yeah, yeah. Spelling was up. And if it wasn't for those comments, that pillow in back of Mitch and Glennie would not have been paid for. So just keep that in mind. Keep those comments coming. It's true. <laughs> it's shit. We're, we're upgrading our studio every week. Every week we add a new. For every, <laughs> Clearly. For every comment, we add one little piece of flair to our back backdrop. It might not, it might not be on camera. <laughs> it's here. <laughs> it's here. Believe mm-hmm. me. Uh, but anyway, to, to, you know, to, to, to segue... We were inspired. Yeah. By um, we were looking through the comments and we saw Yay Teddy says I demanded ten things Michael Clenny can't live without and maybe one day I will um I will do a rant about that because it was commented on my rant. Yeah. But for now, sure. Well, we we figured that'd be a good uh, uh, segue into a quick little Mitch's lists. I I googled uh you know a list of things that people can't live without. Turns out Google is very literal when it comes to this because most of the things they said were shit like, you know, food and air and, and water and purpose and stuff like that, which is just dumb. Uh, so I found this other article called Nine Things That Americans Couldn't Possibly Live Without According to the Rest of the World. And I think it's it's rather fitting because uh, nine things and you can think of the one thing that uh, to make it the ten things that you can't live without to to answer. Oh, is that my, is that my purpose? If you want. Sure. You want. Yeah. yeah. By the time we get to the number 10, I will think of something. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, the basic summary, the U.S. has indeed been uh, the butt of many jokes from our friends and enemies overseas. Let's just say the past few years have done little to stem the mockery flowing from abroad. Uh, this was basically a Reddit survey put out and there were hundreds of comments, but this is basically a summation of the most popular things that people overseas thinks Americans cannot live without. Number one is cars. I'm just really glad guns didn't make number one because that seems to be the stereotype. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that might be somewhere on the list. But cars, cars actually make sense. Yeah, because I I haven't traveled abroad 
in a lengthy way. But I, I do know like a lot of people like in England and stuff, like unless you're like in the, the sticks, don't really mm-hmm. have cars as much as we do. Like yeah. a lot of them will take – if they do have a car, they park it and they take the train, they take buses, they take cabs and – well, they take shared cabs. They take a freaking Samlar, like yeah. a bike or something like that. Yeah. Like something you like a mobile home camper thing that's basically a cage and you put people in it and you pay the driver. There's all kinds of, we have regulations and stuff in this country it's, where we can't do that. It's, it's funny that even in our, in our biggest metro cities, it's still obscure for someone to not have a car. Yeah. Even in New York where, or, or bigger cities where mass transit is available. It's still weird if you don't have a car. It's like our culture is just so wrapped yeah, around. You're right, because even like, um, this is a weird reference, but um, I'm a Seinfeld fan. And even if you watch the show Seinfeld, they even talk about how they all own cars. Right. Or even I think they borrow each other's car, but that they park it for lengthy amount of times. Right. And they only take it when they, they need to go somewhere Right, special, but the thought yeah. of not having a car is just, well, I mean, I, I you know. And it's, but it's almost that one thing I think in the show, like, think if you watch the show like George and Elaine borrow Jerry's car like so it's not even like that they all have a car but they have someone who they could have access to a car if they need it but no so I, I think that's um maybe not I, I wouldn't expect that to be number one yeah yeah that's but surprising. I did I, I, I'm not surprised it's on the list I don't know it I can't see I can't find if this is in order of most popular but I mean they picked sure. number one so okay uh number two fast food yeah I mean <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, uh, what does it say here? We don't love fast food because it's good. We love it because we're all completely overburdened already, and it's the only thing available when we want a quick meal. We don't have to make ourselves because fast food corporations have oversaturated the market. Eddie, did you write this? And other places have uh, it. Well, it's a cel- if you go to other countries, it's kind of like a celebration. I mean, you go to lunch with your friends, or you bring a meal, or there's a cafeteria where you work. You know, or yeah. you're just going to have a sandwich. It's not that big of a deal. But we have to have these restaurants with, where you have to drive through. You don't even have to get out of the car, <laughs> you know, to go into the restaurant. You just get it from your window. Uh, number three, material consumption. Uh, this is true in most places, but from my observation, it seems to go to another level in America. Everyone spends so much time discussing the latest thing they bought and how great it is cannot live without material because i guess like maybe i mean there are plenty of examples of free markets in the world but i think america might be one that's uniquely built its culture around it it's embracing of liberty and freedom and minimalist government and also a free market and buying shit Uh, and we're the most in debt we're the most in debt and we're the youngest country too yeah well no but i think i think you're right in the sense that um Without going into the political aspects of it, I think that the the material aspect of our lives are enhanced here to where how many people have you have you seen on social media post photos of their their new shoes yeah or their their new purse or yeah it's gonna be like great <laughs> it's gonna be great going into the next uh you know generation the one that's being born right now that's in kindergarten. It's like, you know, your grandparents, I almost bought this. I got a picture of this thing, I all, the dress I almost bought. Oh, and look at what I had on May 10th, 2020. Yeah. It was this Big Mac, but it, it, it wasn't a regular Big Mac because they put extra sauce on it. Can you believe that? They put extra <laughs> sauce on my Big Mac, on your grandpa's Big Mac. That's just outrageous. So you're Those mixing, were wild times. You're mixing the two, the consumption and the fast food. We're rolling it into exactly. one. Exactly. Well, I mean, if you, if you think about it, 
how many people take photos and brag about the meal that they had. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's kind I of did, similar I did thing. last yeah. night. <laughs> I did last night. So, you know. And you're, you're, a, you're also a millennial. You were born in um, 1887. <laughs> we're gonna get to that. I've got another list. That's not a millennial. I'm sorry. Get, get through this year. Get through your list. And would that be, would that be a centennial? Don't fucking rush me, God. No joke. I'm joking. God. Hey, Napoleon. <laughs> Number four, air conditioning. Freeze, Fair. Freezing AC. Yeah. North Pole AC with double ice in iced tea or iced coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's Guilty. weird. They don't have. They look at you weird if you ask for ice waffles, ice cubes, cubed ice in Germany. You just get it room temperature. Huh. Okay. Wait, so that was all together AC, milk. ice, all that? No, that ice stuff was in the description of oh, okay. conditioning. But Including milk. How would you like to have your room temperature milk? Sweden puts milk in the refrigerator. Yeah, so, does, Amer- so does America. But that's yeah. So travel if you want Germany your milk cold, you go to Sweden. Oh, okay. okay. But no, um, AC, absolutely guilty. I... I can't even argue. I I can't defend my Americanism. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, especially since the fucking sun follows me to England and shit. Yeah. Like when I'm trying to be, <laughs> I'm trying to be cold, and I'm like, well, yeah, this American issue would be dope right now. No, just give me AC or give me death. Yeah. Number five, uh, garbage disposals. Okay. Every oh, time. Why it- the hell? Every time an American was house hunting on House Hunters International, the Americans always wanted a gar a garburator. Garbage, garburator, apparently. Okay, garbage disposal. Interesting. And would be disappointed if the kitchens didn't have one. Why not just put your garbage in the garbage bin instead of down the sink? You're damn straight. And those things don't work anyway. I got, I, <coughs> I, I, I <coughs> excuse me. Whoa. I got one that had a full horsepower, you know, <laughs> and it still wouldn't cut. It still wouldn't cut potato peels. Why are garbage disposals so important? They don't. Because the you know the, that's the crown jewel. If if you can get a garbage disposal that can take care of the potato peel, that's a good disposal. Otherwise, forget it. It's I, not worth it. I, well, there's a lot of questions, but I feel like the only things that I've had problems with is like eggshells or. I'd have put eggshells down the sink. Yeah, I don't, I don't put eggshells. No, because you're not supposed to, and that's why I, I don't oh, okay. anymore. But I I haven't heard of potato skins. Yeah. Why are you skinning your uh, potatoes? Yeah. Wait. Keep the skin on them. Really? Huh? No, yeah, well, peel, not for russets. I peel for yeah, gold. I peel russets for Yukon golds. Yukon yeah. golds, you keep the skin on, but for russets, no, I peel. Are you talking about like mash? You talking about like yeah, bake? yeah mash, keep mash potatoes. Skin on all the time, man. That's just nutrients. Now. Whatever. Whoa, that's a different conversation. No, dumb. All right, Tastes Americans. Like, I'm not looking for potatoes. <laughs> I'm not eating potatoes for health reasons. It's like what? Keep, keep the nutrition on the fucking potato. It's like people who eat wheat bread. It's you're, like you're, look, it's still fucking you're adding bread. you're adding five to ten minutes on your cook time because you have to sit there and fucking peel potatoes. Just keep the skin on. Be a grown up. Oh my god! I bet you cut your crust again, off your pizza and you throw it away. For oh. a good steak dinner, a good steak dinner. Uh, if if you're the baked potato that comes with that steak dinner, if I eat the skin on that, that that's high marks too because you took the time to salt that skin on that baked potato and. Yeah, I will eat it. Do you eat the skin of baked potatoes? I don't know, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, I might. You're so foolish. No, because I'll even like just <laughs> chop up potatoes. I usually get red potatoes. Okay. And I'll just chop them up and like saute them in a pan and just eat them. Red skins. Yeah, because they're red. red. Skins, they're yeah. red potatoes. Okay, no, figure, figure potatoes, red potatoes. That's what I'm talking about. Russet potatoes yeah. that you make mashed potatoes with. I'll tell you what. I will, because I normally just buy red for all of them. I'll make mashed potatoes okay. with red potatoes. Oh, with that's okay. why. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I will buy, buy russet potatoes, and I will not skin them, and I make mash, and I will report back. Okay, yeah. 
Please do, yeah. please do. That's fair. Okay, That's now we're fair. we're okay. See again, we're we're have, we're mad at the, each other. The tangent right? show. Yeah, tangent. Okay, audience, okay. leave a comment. Number six. <laughs> Number six flags. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the description says you fuckers really care about showing off flags. Anywhere with lots of flags is a national identity crisis. <laughs> that happened after nine eleven. That happened after nine eleven more so than anything. As when I was backpacking in Europe, the flag happy people were the Canadians. Oh. They they flew that thing just wherever. But after nine eleven, that's when we got flag happy. Maybe yeah. okay. No, no, but I, I actually agree because uh, this past election, and I'm not getting political, but this past election, I remember um, me and the girl were sitting uh, having lunch in uh, Old Town Monrovia, and going one way was a guy in a pickup truck with like three American flags and a Trump Pence flag honking his horn. Yeah. And I was like, fucking tool, whatever. And then no shit. Two minutes later, another truck goes by three American flags, Biden Harris flag. And I was just like, <laughs> fucking tool. Like the fuck out of it. No, yeah. it's, it's flags. Are, no, I absolutely agree with that one. Flags. We, we like our flags. That's interesting. Never thought about it. I wonder if it's like, I better be careful with what I'm about to say. I'll think about it and then get back to that. Anyway, number, sure, go ahead and think about number seven. Leave a comment on what Mitch was about to say. <laughs> I'll leave a comment. What do you think Mitch was about to say? Leave a comment. <laughs> Look, I'm not a racist, but. You know. <laughs> uh, number seven, things that uh, uh, non-Americans think that Americans can't live without. Number seven was guns. There, yeah, there it, is. there it is. I'm surprised I made it this far. From yeah. from the amount of fuss they raise about them, you'd think half of them will drop dead if they lose their gun privileges. <laughs> First of all, it's more like 20% or something. Like, what's the percentage of Americans that own guns is like actually really small, like 30% or something like that? I, I feel like the, the, the ones uh, that actually own guns don't make a big stink as the ones that don't own guns who just wish exactly. they own guns interesting exactly yeah it goes back that's to the, just anecdotal but yeah it goes back to the you know outrage on behalf of yeah kind of thing it's like oh wait you you want gun control but it's our second amendment right right, right, right. yeah oh how many guns do you own well i don't own any yet <laughs> <laughs> i haven't run into that but i have run into you know there, there's the truth that like it's a small percentage of people that own guns and then the gross majority of those people that own a gun own several guns so like mm-hmm. the majority of guns is owned by a very small portion of America that owns just yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of them. But anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but that's just fun facts for you. Fun, ambiguous facts. Number eight, toilet paper. Even before bidets became common in other countries, people used buckets and pails to clean down with there with water. No paper, okay. no waste. It's one thing to know how cheap it is to install one or how convenient it is. It's another to be aware of it, but stubbornly refuse to even try it, even defending the superiority of TP with bizarre jur- justifications. I don't know and this. That, be... that makes that makes sense if you if you go to cultures that are older because yeah, you just use water and some sort of cloth. And if you really want to get fancy, you go the bidet route, and that's a lot more sanitary. But yeah, come to think of it, I mean, if you go to ancient cultures, if you go to Thailand or oh, sure, you yeah. know, the ancient culture I've been to, you're going to have like a like like a hand bidet, or there's going to be another bucket Ugh. where, and you just run it down there and just you know clean it I, off. And 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 I get that, and I do know that there's cultures that do it differently, and I've heard that the bidets are really nice, but. That's just kind of a weird like I I I consider myself open, empathetic, like open to other cultures, and so like I like to even laugh at Americans myself. But like, 
if that's what you want to laugh at Americans for, yeah, for fine. Like, <laughs> like I'll okay, use so my, those, I'll use my toilet article? paper. Have they been to Europe where you have a pissoir where it's like two stalls and it barely, there's no like cover. You just go as a man and you just go pee and it's like there's four other stalls and you do your business and there's no, it goes right into the river behind you. Yeah. You know? Well, according according to this is that it was written by, it was a collection of comments on a Reddit Mm -hmm. survey. So it was written by a lot of people. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Never mind. Just go on. Number nine, last one. Uh, things that Americans can't live without soda pop. Uh, spent some time in the Southwest. Every, everyone had these enormous refillable beverage containers. They would refill with soft drinks multiple times a day. <laughs> Excuse me. While I agree it is important to stay hydrated, the jugs I held, I saw held 1.75 quarts, and that much fountain drink contains about 275 grams of sugar. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll agree with that. That's sort of I, I feel like that's one of those things that someone from outside the United States would point out, but I do think with knowing the people I know that it's not as prevalent. Yeah. It's like that thing that Americans are fat. When I went to England, it was like, I was expecting a lot more skinny people. And, uh, <laughs> and I gotta be honest. And this might be the fact that I'm from Southern California where everyone is True. very model yeah. and they're all very fit and gorgeous people where I live. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but I expected a. I, I didn't expect to see that many fat people in England. But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. No, but well, I, I damn go to New Jersey. It's like, what are you talking about? You, you, you yeah. stay here in this country. You know? I, I, I do feel like that's one of those things. Like, oh, you're on a Seven Eleven and you're getting a big, big ass slurpee right. and shit. Because the most of the people I know now, yeah. I would say like seventy five percent of my friends all do like the whole carry around your own water bottle and right yeah and do it and we're not drinking sodas so we got thirsty all of a sudden yeah yeah in, in the week I was in England I did not see one light beer mm-hmm and but I did see you know we they may not have the big gulps but they do get the beers in so we could we could uh, <laughs> we could go tit for tat what was on the that temperature <laughs> of that beer Mitch what was the temperature was it ice freaking cold no 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 the the beer I had was like uh like I got at any bar in America, it was pretty refrigerated. Oh, really? Beer. Yeah. Because usually yeah. it's warm. No, it, I, yeah. no, it depends on the style. Oh, okay. Depends to my style. knowledge, there's certain beers that can be served room temperature comfortably, but then other ones you need to serve cold or else it would just not, it would literally not pour or taste good. Yeah, it's the same with wine. Like some wines are optimal at certain temperatures. Yeah. Sure. Like red wines are good room temperature, where white wines are typically chilled. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, the point I was going to make about a, I forgot what I was going to be. Guns? Something. The flag? The flags. Soda pop. Flags. Soda pop? No. <laughs> Soda pop. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, flags. I wonder if, you know, because Americans are gaga about their flags and flying the American flag. I wonder if it's true for Americans that have other country heritage that are waving their other country heritage flags oh. more than they would if they were in that other country. I think that's true to that. Because even... Yeah. Um, Having not even, I have not, I've been to Ireland, I've been to Wales, I've been to England, I have not been to Scotland, but the majority of my, my blood is from Scotland. Uh-huh. So I actually own a Scottish flag and, um, and I actually, it's not like waving in front of my house, but I put it up in my garage. Right. Um, to where I, I almost didn't feel, it's almost like the comfort, the comfortableness, the comfortability of being an American where I don't feel comfort. the need. Yeah. The, but I don't feel the need to like, yeah, I'm American because I'm in America. Fuck. Of course. Yeah. So like uh, that, but that's just you. That's your personality too. Is that, well, sure. Yeah. 
but but then like that i don't feel the need to like yell i'm american so like oh here's where i'm from like this this is even though i've never been there my blood this is my blood yeah um so i, I i've traveled like with that, americans so. who do need to do that yeah and it's not no i know some a- too yeah but that's no absolutely if i'm if i'm traveling and i'm in scotland i'm not gonna be like yeah fucking scotland because i'll look like an <laughs> asshole <laughs> that's awesome because then they're all gonna be like to go to work here. yeah they're all gonna be like huh, no bro <laughs> uh but no so I, I i can see that um where people will fly the flag of i've seen people fly the irish flag because they're they're irish and yeah. the mexican flag i've seen well, all like example there. on saint patrick's day which is a holiday i know you just love yeah um there are a lot of Irish flags waving in America by, you know, people who are like a 16th Irish. So, you know, yeah. you know whatever. Um, I, I, I've never been to Ireland, never been to Ireland during a holiday, but I'm willing to bet you see more Irish flags on St. Patrick's day in America than you would in Ireland. Yeah. I don't they have, don't have green beer in freaking Ireland either. Yeah. It's like you talk to Irish people and it's like, what the hell are you doing? Yes. <laughs> and no and you're right and i, w- I would almost um uh, double down and say on cinco de mayo you probably see more mexican flags in the u.s that you would see yeah they don't celebrate and, it in mexico yeah, they don't see um, that was uh that was the first example i went to is because i've been to mexico and i saw a few mexican flags and i've been through la a few days ago and i saw a lot of mexican flags in la sure. and it was that kind of like i wonder if that's just an american culture thing to be uber proud about where you're from i, I pride, personally yeah, pride of heritage yeah, pride and, of and, heritage. I, yeah. and i actually right. um i know a lot of people don't like that um because it's like no you're american but i actually kind of like that because that's that was the whole melting pot idea that a bunch of different cultures exactly um, so i actually i think that's fine unless i mean granted um i guess that part of me comes out where like they're like fuck and they like raise their flag while they're stomping on an american flag then i'm like nah wait yeah, motherfucker okay, yeah, yeah. but if they're but if they're but if they're just like you know what I mean? i'm like that's oh, different but if they're just waving their flag like right. yeah that's where i'm from i'm like right. cool like that's that's great yeah to be proud of heritage yeah, yeah. i'm fine with that interesting that's what and, it, and it translates into flag waving americans love flags no matter how you go about it if it's the american flag okay. or not so i'm gonna post this in our chat and i'm going to segue into something that uh, you guys I haven't mentioned, so I'm going to read it off. And this is, and you don't, you can look at it. You don't need to. Eight phrases boomers need to stop saying to millennials. I love this. According go on. to millennials, I love it. Go on. I love it. Go on. Okay. All right. So just some background. I'm just some not background. a boomer. I'm an Xer, but oh, okay. I th- he's think an Xer. Yeah. But I, I'm talking to two millennials right here. Okay. okay just some so background though. Just some background though. I fucking hate millennials, and I will automatically take the boomer side. Just by We're, by default. Okay. By default. This is kind of a political. We're gonna have some. Let's talk. Let's do this. All right. I think we need to get Marion on this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Number one. That's just the way the world works. Mm, yeah. And it goes on to state millennials came of age through 9/11, endless wars about abroad, and a recession and a housing market crash made graduating from college and joining the workforce seem well futile. Climate catastrophe, toxic politics, racial violence, inequalities, an exhausting uh, gig economy and a global pandemic have given millennials a front row seat to systematic failures that many boomers didn't experience. So maybe it's millennials who see boomers as having first. No, 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 because what I'm I'm going to say is going to undercut everything you have to say. Fuck you. So all the all (laughs) all that political shit aside, all that stuff aside. The fact, the whole, this is the way the world works is a bullshit thing to say. Anecdotally, an example, when I was in college, um, I don't think I've 
given told the story even off the show or on the show uh we would have like um evaluations every few years because we were acting majors we would have evaluations with our professors and i remember it would come up uh when i was in evaluation it came up uh that a lot of the undergrads i was an undergrad weren't getting the opportunities to act on stage as the grad students because the grad students had priority so a lot of the undergrads were talking about having like a club to where the undergrads could do their own plays and get the experience on stage because like if there was a hundred undergrads, only like 20 of them were actually getting stage time in actual place. And I brought that up in my, cause I was kind of one of the more mature, like experienced people who knew how to run stuff. And I was like, if, if this, if you ever wanted to do a club, like I could be a key holder, I could kind of help run the club so that undergrads get this experience. And all the professors were kind of like, uh, not all of them, but most of them. And one of them was like, well, you know what? When I was in grad school, there was a ton, or when I was in college, there was a ton more students and we did less plays. So like not everyone got the chance. So I just don't understand why you're complaining. And in my head, I was like, okay, that's fine. But why don't you want to improve it for the next generation? So all the, all, cause we could debate left and right, all those political comments. But the fact is, well, that's just the way the world works is bullshit. Cause in my head, politics aside, cause you could argue either way politics, why are you arguing that we should just remain the same when you can improve? And that doesn't, that's not taking a political side. That's just saying when you say that's the way the world works, you're dismissing any, any chance of change, any chance of improvement, anything. It'd be a shit situation. Slave owners in the 1800s said, this is the way the world works. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a phrase that's just stopping any sort of progress, conservative or liberal. It's not a political statement. That's fair. Uh, more than anything, what pissed me off was the further explanation of it. Uh, and I get this from millennials all the time, and it's why I fucking hate millennials and why they need to shut up. They compare, they think their lives are so bad because they went through, what is it, the first thing that they went through was endless wars or whatever. This is it said 9-11, endless wars. 9-11, yeah. endless wars. So you got a bunch of millennials that are watching the war in Iraq and Afghanistan on their TV, thinking they know what war is. Meanwhile, the boomers were drafted and sent to Germany and Vietnam and all that kind of shit. So, well, you know, the boomers weren't in Vietnam, but it's the same boomers kind were of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boomers were in Vietnam, yeah. Yep. Boomers were born after yeah, yeah. World War II. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of the greatest generation. But, yeah. <laughs> but baby, baby boomers being drafted and sent to Vietnam. So don't start comparing your trifles of today with legitimate problems that were back in history. But but but, but, but again, that, that was my point. That's why I wanted to go first. You're not arguing the phrase. You're arguing the explanation. The right. phrase yeah, is, exactly. that's the way the world works. So are, are you saying that, that we just deal with bullshit? And that's the whole, all that description is a separate argument. What I'm saying is, from any point of view, because even if you if you look at conservative versus liberal arguments, the argument is how can we improve the country? By saying this is how the world works, you're saying we should not do anything more. This is how the world works. Okay. That's my point. That's yeah. why that phrase does bother me because you're, you're putting a stop to any change. Right. But you can't say like, okay, don't say that's the way the world works because give an example of this and that. The examples they gave. I, were- I would say the, the, the description, the examples – I could go either way, depending on the example. Sure. But I'm just going strictly by the phrase. This okay, is the yeah, way the well, world yeah, works. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. The explanation. then you can't have progress. Yeah, but what, the explanation yeah. we could dissect bit by bit right. and, and argue about. That's why I wanted to go first saying, all that aside, the yeah. phrase itself is you're stop. Right. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That, and that's where I'm like, I just, do agree with just that. Just take it. It's the way the world works. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, well... The, 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 it was an extreme example. That's why I went to the slave example. Like, we should stop slavery. That's horrible. 
That's the way the world works. Go farther back. It's like, hey, we have this crazy stamp act. That's just the way Britain works. I mean, just, you know. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's that's why I think, granted, like I said, those examples, I agree with you that we could pick each thing apart yeah. um, and dissect it to its own. Each thing could be its own hour episode. Yeah. But the phrase itself, I don't like. Because it's like, you're yeah. just putting an end to the argument. Well, look who it's coming from, too. It's coming from, you know, if it's a boomer to a millennial. So you, you have the age difference there. And when you get older, you just don't want to work and you're used to things work in a certain way. And if it changes, then you have to change and, and then you got to do and you know what? And I don't want to change. Uh, you know, some people don't want to bring their damn bags to the grocery yeah. store, and even <laughs> though they've been doing that in Europe. No, absolutely. For, yeah. Since the freaking forever, since the World War II. I mean, they've been yeah. doing that. Yeah. And, I, and but, I'm oh, sure. We can't do that in the military. We can't do that in America. And I'm sure. You know? I'll be a hypocrite in, in 40 years if I'm still alive. I might be telling them, like, you're not fucking this. <laughs> it's the way the world works, you goddamn kid. Like, so I get it, but. Hey, exactly. you know what? Men have penises. It's just the way the world works. It's, like, come on. <laughs> number two. Number two. Number two. Real quick. Uh, just, context. I'm sorry. Real quick. Forgot. This is uh, phrases that boomers need to stop using according, according to, millennials. to millennials. Okay. According to millennials. Yeah. Okay. Number yeah. two. Just take whatever job you can get with raging student loans and high costs of living uh, at Wait, the this, forefront where, where of the, minds. Where, where did the quote stop? Just take what you can get? Okay. Just take whatever job you can get. Uh, cost of living at the forefront of their minds. The fact is that millennials actively looking for higher paying jobs may come off entitled to boomers who came of age in a starkly different job market. However, with the average millennial owing $38,877 in student debt, they simply want to make sure compensation matches the job description. Uh, I have mixed opinions. Yeah, I do too. It's 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 part partly the boomers' terrible way of raising kids to say go to college go to college go to college at whatever cost it is major in whatever just go to college and now they're out of college in tremendous debt trying mm -hmm. their damnedest to get a living wage yeah. while working in graphic design and are mad at it and it's like they don't understand and meanwhile the boomers are like well sorry but you know you need to start paying off some of this debt so yeah <laughs> and, and that's where like i that's where my mixed opinion is like uh i'm fortunate to, we're all fortunate to where we have good like good jobs stable jobs but if i wasn't in that situation i could see like where if i name a major if i majored in english and and i and i'm like okay i want a job that you know a major in english will get but there's no jobs available so what jobs do i have i have to be you know um I have to work at the gas station or I have to, and I'm like, no, like this is what I trained for. Right. So part of me is saying, yeah, but until you get that job, go work at the gas station. Right. Like the part of me is like, yeah. go, go. It's a shit job that doesn't pay much, but would you rather have a shit job than no job? Right. So there is that part of me, but I do empathize with what you just said. Like, yeah, like it, it let's be honest. Like it was a different environment where you can graduate high school, get a job at the gas station, pay your tuition and be ready to go make Damn buying straight. a house by the time you're 25. So it was a different environment. At the same time, I do know some people who like will have a degree in something and then refuse to get a job outside of that degree, even just to survive. It's a it's a very small amount of people. We ran into a microcosm of that with the shutdown when 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 everyone everyone lost their jobs during the COVID shutdown and stuff started reopening again. A person who was a a costume. Uh, designer, main costume designer mm -hmm. for a ballet, hypothetically, just drawing an example out of nowhere. Um, ballet gets shut down. Now she's out of work. Uh, but hey, Del Taco's hiring. 
It's like, yeah, but I trained and I did all this for this job that I was getting paid really well to do. Do you give up waiting and pursuing that job you had for something just in the meantime that kind of works just to pay the bills? And are you sacrificing effort into your old job in order to just satisfy what you have now? It's a mixed feelings kind of batch. Yeah, Yeah. no, absolutely. (laughs) And I don't think, and, and I mean, the COVID thing by itself is its own unique situation. But no, I think that that is a, um, I would overall agree with the millennial on this one. Not not that saying that the people shouldn't, because like I said, it's different. Like if you if you can't get a job, get whatever you can take yeah. until you get that job. But mm-hmm. what I what I think that they're getting at is when the boomer says just get what you can take. Yeah, it was a different work environment. Because because mm-hmm. because uh, I I literally know boomers who like took somewhat shit job. Is that dog on your end, Eddie? It is okay. I just, sorry, um, but I, I literally <laughs> know boomers. No, you're fine. Who who talked about like how they took that job literally at the gas station? Yeah. My dad talks about how he paid for his college working at a gas station. Uh-huh. He didn't have college debt. Yeah. Can you imagine that now? No. It's, so <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not I'm not hating on the boomers for it. It's a different right. environment, but like it is different. So just by saying like take what you can get, it's. I agree with it to where, like, yes, you should take a job. Until to you, an extent. I'm going to say I could agree with it. Like, yeah, get the get a job to pay right. for your bills until you get the job you want. Right. But I think the boomer needs to be empathetic, saying it, it's not the same situation. There is a mentality amongst the millennials that it needs to be ideal. And I think what the boomers That's, are trying to say yeah. is, look – perfect is the enemy of the good like kind of you're gonna have to compromise at some point <laughs> that's what I'm, that's, i completely agree yeah get a job what you can yeah. until then yeah what do you think Eddie? well and speaking from my point of view i was completely arrogant after i got my college degree i had a college degree you know and i was getting awards because i was involved and now it's like what do you mean you don't want me as a salesman i don't have any experience and lo and behold uh you know there was tech support and what i have to clock in and But I do like computers and, you know, it's right down the street, so it's not bad. What happened is that right after six months, because you had to be at that position, right after six months, I was uh, got immediately into another position that was within my degree and then um, did a lateral transfer where I was, you know, doing the web page for the research and development department. So, you know, had I not just taken something that was out of scope, I wouldn't have had a job and I wouldn't have got experience. And then moving forward, that ex- same thing happened. I was desperate. Um, I got a job at a call center because I had a call center experience. Uh, and then six months after that, um, I got employed by the parent company, not just the apparent company, but executive staff at the apparent company. So wow. I was working under the CEO. Hmm. So it does work like that. If you, You've got to get your feet wet. Now, try getting a job in tech support over the phone now. Those jobs are in India. Yeah. Try yeah. getting a call center pharmacy job. Some of them are here. Most of them are in Ireland or in India. So it is, it is a very different economy. And it's like, okay, um, you say get whatever job you can get. Okay, so I, as a hiring manager, and keep in mind right now, this is happening when droves of people are quitting their jobs. This is what I find fascinating. Yeah. There's more people quitting than there are positions right now. So it's mm-hmm. kind of antithetical to this article. Uh, but, but yeah, okay, so you have a degree. Are you, you have a, I have a degree in communication. Uh, do you really want, if I'm desperate, take any job you want, right? There's a position for a ranger, a freaking park ranger. Cool. Well, you don't have forestry experience. And it's like, 
Okay. Yeah. But I want to take any job. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get hired oh, or yeah. that, that take anything. And, job. And you know what? I, he's right too. Cause even recently we've, we've tried to hire like a, a cook at the, the, the bar restaurant and uh, several people have applied and I looked over the resumes and like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm a hypocrite. Cause sometimes I'm like, well, how do you get experience without getting fucking experience? Right. But we also don't want to hire someone. <laughs> who doesn't yeah I, I'm, a, I'm a hypocrite i'll say it but like because on one end i'm like yeah you have like you have to get hired to have experience but at the same time like we don't want to hire someone without. look that's just the way the world yeah works. you don't want to take the liability that's normal <laughs> yeah but no but so that's that this one i think is very complicated mm -hmm. so yeah. number three number three number three why are you still renting the prospect of making a comfortable living and being able to buy a house who am I looking at right here? Uh, in your 20s or 30s isn't just a reality for millennials. I'm going to close the window. Uh, a 2017 study conducted by Young Inv Invincibles found that millennials have a medium household income of $40,581 and that they earn 20% less than boomers did at that same stage. Despite being better educated, and that's not even touching on the wildly inflated housing market, so yeah, it becomes much harder to save money for a home when you're still paying off ridiculously high student loans. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with this one, actually. I'd be on the millennial side of this one. I think so, too. Uh, I think the, the prospect of buying property, and this could be my bias of just uh, California in general, but the, the concept of buying property as a must-do, along with getting married and having kids, it's kind of like, well, it may not be for everyone, and it might not be a, you know, everything does this kind of thing, because it's just not the same world it was 50 years ago. And, that, and that's, I think, the core of it, is that it's not the same world. And, and even uh, if you look at the, I'm not sure the term, but like, the life the lifespan issue is that pre-world war ii like there was a different lifespan yeah. now people are living far longer to where i remember there's this i can't i can't remember the article but i remember i read an article years ago to where even jobs like kind of eddie was talking about the, the jobs that would be available to college graduates aren't available now because mm -hmm. people aren't retiring yeah because they're living longer oh, yeah so now these jobs aren't available and right. so if you can't get a job and, and granted this is all horse shit out of my mouth that if you can't get a job to where you can buy a house at 25 out of law school i'm just i don't know lost i don't know the numbers but at any degree like of course you're not gonna get a house right of course you're gonna struggle because mm -hmm. those jobs aren't available yeah and so no no i'm, I'm with you I, i'm millennial on this side and even if you know you're especially right now with remote coming in let's say you move to colorado or missouri well people are moving out there yeah because they can afford the house, and now where's the affordable housing going? Ooh. So, it yeah, was a, it was a rev I'd, I'd been thinking about this for a few years because I'd listened to. Do you guys ever watch Shark, uh, Shark Tank? That that show. Shark I, Tank? I haven't. There's one investor on that. I forget his name, but he's Mr. Wonderful. He's the bald guy, kind of grumpy, always kind of. I forget his real name, but I, I, I could visualize him. Yeah, he yeah, was that guy. That guy. Yeah, he was being interviewed on a radio show, and someone had asked him about investing and buying property and stuff like that. And he'd said, and this is what blew my, blew me up. Cause he's like this, this millionaire guy. He said, uh, I've always rented. I've rented my whole life. I've never bought a house and lived in. It just didn't seem economically viable for me. I didn't need to buy a house. I didn't want to buy a house. So I rented and it was cheaper. The money I was spending on property, I invested in other places. You yeah. don't need to invest and live in property. You yeah. can, you can rent your whole life. And I remember thinking, holy shit, that blew my well, mind. Cause even in, in, in granted, like obviously I'm not one of these people, but like even thinking about it, like, 
a lot of these mortgages are like 30, 40 year mortgages. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. you're buying a house when you're like 30 years old, 30, 40 years old, what's the difference between renting? Right. Re- right. In, re- yeah, in reality, really, what's the difference yeah. between renting? And then not to mention, if you're renting, it might be the same as a mortgage, depending on where you're living as far as monthly. Yeah. But now you don't have to worry about taking care of your appliances. You don't have to worry about taking care of the day-to-day upkeep because right. you have a landlord that pays for that. So in reality, like you just said, depending on the situation, right. renting might long-term Granted, actually be a cheaper option. Granted, there is the investment side of it. At the end of the 30 yeah. years, you have this big-ass piece of property that is probably gone up in value that you can now... Of course, of course. There's, there's pros and cons to both sides, right, right. but so, what I'm, I'm, I'm just reinforcing what you're saying, like yeah. depending on how you look at it, yeah. renting could be the cheaper option and long-term. It, it really, it's up to you whether you want to do it or not. It, it, it is. It's your lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. It's your lifestyle. Yeah. Well, because in the past, this makes sense the older you are, because let's face it, except if you're in Spain right now or in Hawaii, God's not making any more land. You got right. what you have, right? Yeah. So when you <laughs> when you want that and it's in an area that is, you know, that uh, you can commute to work, that there's feasibility in jobs and what have you, then it makes sense. That takes into account the commuter culture. This year, and because of the whole COVID, we're, we're discovering that we don't need to be near these centers of commerce, hmm. you know, yeah. so we can remote out and we're, live anywhere we want. So I think this is the, it's, uh, and plus when you get into the housing market these days, if um, it's, it's like being, a, I don't know, it, it's like having a piece of property, commercial real estate uh, in an area that's highly trafficked, every business is going to go there because they want the foot traffic. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same thing, when you take out a loan on a house, there's every, all these financial agencies are going to take their piece out of it. And that's going to eat into the equity of your property. So in the past, of course, it's one of the most blue chip things you can get. You need a place to put your ass and you're going to be in it for a long time and it's going to be yours. And uh, God's not making any more land, so that property is going to increase in value. Sure. That being said, if that's your lifestyle, go for it. But if you if you're kind of like me, it's like, well, I, I don't know if I want to stay in one place. Yeah. I'm I'm reevaluating sure. that where I'm at now. But um, yeah, rent and, and uh, rent and buy gold. Leave that to your kids. Bill. Exactly, and that's where that's where that one shark was coming from. Yeah. If you know the strategy to invest your money and you can get a better return on it in the stock market, in crypto, in bonds, what have you sure. in commercial real estate make that investment there. Um, but yeah, I don't have it as your sole investment. Yeah. Anyways, number four, number, number four. four. Mm-hmm. I think I, I just going to gamble here and say, we're all going to agree on this. <clears throat> number four, you need to have tougher skin. Oh, fuck we can you. go right ahead and put this one to bed because the idea is that millennials are snowflakes who crumble at the smallest advent of adversity or criticism was actually disproved. A study focusing on levels of hypersensitivity found that people in the baby boomer category are generally more sensitive than certain younger generations, yep. including millennials. And you can't argue with science, right? I was going to say the greatest generation and Generation X can say, look, both you boomers and millennials need to have tougher skin because holy Maybe, shit. Yeah. <laughs> For well, a hippie to say to a millennial to have tougher skin is pretty funny. They're right. But <laughs> what, I've, what I've always hated, and, and you said the snowflake term, but I've always hated about the snowflake term, and, and again, we'll leave the politics out of it, is that the people who tend to use, like, oh, you're a snowflake, you're overreacting, you're sensitive, blah, blah, blah. But then when, you, when they're upset about something 
and they get overreacted and they, they overreacted. They get over, you know, they overreact and they, they get all emotional about it. When you say, Oh, so are you the snowflake now? Like, no, I'm just <laughs> exactly. passionate. I'm just, exactly. I'm just, there's a, this issue. And it's like, okay, then just or shut the fuck it. up. Yeah. Like, Cause that's the tough skin thing. Like, well, Eddie just read it. The tough skin thing. Like everyone has their triggers. This, this might actually be a trigger mine. This whole issue. Everyone has their triggers and everyone does react to them in that way. So to call someone else a name or to get mad, like, just have tougher skin. Like, no, like everyone gets, is, I don't care who you are. Everyone is sensitive about something. Everyone mm-hmm. is sensitive about something. And so when you react emotionally, are you, are you now the snowflake? Are you now the sensitive person? Or are you just reacting emotionally? And that's where my, my, my response, I'm going off on a tangent, but it's like, yeah, when it's like, well, you should have tougher skin. As soon as you find that person, that person's weakness, that person's trigger, all of a sudden they're just a passionate, emotional person. Oh, but maybe, maybe I would, I would counter with, it is not the boomer generation that is leading the cancel culture right now because they are overly offended by what's going on. Uh, we'll agree to disagree. I mean, I'd, I'd say I think that, that's, that, that could be a different episode. I'd say that I'd say that it's the millennial and, and that could just be as the generations go on, they, they pick more things to be offended by the list of things to be offended by is growing. Not so much. I, my division. counter would be maybe, but just before they didn't call it cancel culture. They called it boycotts. Oh, okay. Um, okay, yeah, maybe. I, I think most most generations are equally sensitive to certain issues. They just went about it differently. Okay. That's my main point. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, it's just when you do things. it, when you do it, you're wrong and you're a baby. Right. When I do it, I'm passionate. Yeah. And I just care. <laughs> yeah. I just care. And that that's kind of where my opinion on the just toughening up your skin is. You're you're not taking responsibility for your own triggers, your own yeah. your own sensitivity. I mean, you could take it to a literal sense too. Is that as generations go on, technology increases and your life gets easier compared to a few generations back where they did have to churn their own butter and they didn't have air conditioner. When you stuff. when you said literal, I thought like literally their their skin was. <laughs> I mean, they they endured winters and their skin was you know so they they were they did endure more because there their there, there might be easier. an argument there and i think there is an argument to where because there are certain luxuries in our lives now we take more focus on things that we don't need to i think there's an argument to be had there yeah i think that's no that's what you're saying is that since things are easier for, are easier for us now we focus on on other things that bother us no, no, I mean more like uh, the greatest generation who endured the Great Depression, World War II, and then the Cold War immediately after. Um, they endured a lot of shit compared to millennials today where we have to deal with the 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 mental trauma of someone using uh, the N-word in front of them and, and getting, you know, need their safe space and, you know, so, stuff like that. So instead of using toilet paper, we're wiping our asses with, 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 with straw, with straw or, yeah, or straw. sandpaper. Right. And okay. you know, you need to have a tougher asshole. Sure. <laughs> that, now that's an argument. That's the title for this episode. That's the title for this episode. No, I think, I think it's a discussion, but generally speaking, I, I think the people who, that's an argument. I think the people who say you just need to toughen your skin up, though, are tend to be the ones who think that you're just overreacting when, and not them. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, maybe. maybe. And that's that's just anecdotally. There's no science behind that. But I think I've said enough. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. Well, that that might be a good discussion for another episode. I think I, I think I think, and Dan, Danny included, when Danny's back from his his, his month long vacation sabbatical in Mexico building hospitals, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think Danny would be good for that one too. I think each one of these could be its own episode. Yeah. This might be, mm-hmm. yeah. This yeah. Might Number five. Spawn a whole series. Well, okay, let me chime in real quick. We need to have tougher skin. Just give a little uh, view of Karen videos and find out who needs to have tougher skin. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Those people. That's a great so point. So moving, moving on. It's a great point. Number five, I never went to a therapist and I turned out just fine. A study by Sanford Health found that 53% of millennials admitted that health and wellness is a priority in their lives and who can blame them considering this generation grew up seeing long-term effects of unhealthy eating, supersize me anyone, excessive smoking, extreme drinking. Millennials also grew up learning about the consequences of unresolved emotional traumas and mental health conditions. So yeah, mental health is a priority. I would say that this is another like different generation, different world kind of thing. Boomers didn't have the therapist, but they had a very different definition of family life. It was, they had a lot more things that I don't think millennials have, have today. Like more, (laughs) I think just their statistics, like, you know, what, 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 what percentage of children were born out of wedlock when, you know, in the sixties or the fifties compared to now where it was like back in the forties and fifties, like what, like 20% to 30% of kids were born out of wedlock. A lot of them was more common to be within America. Whereas today it's like 70% of kids are born out of wedlock or something crazy. Like don't quote Mm -hmm. me on that. My stats are stupid, but it's so yeah, they didn't have therapists, but they had a mom and a dad. They had a church. They had teachers that gave a shit. They had, you know, different structures, different, different things. Today, we didn't have all that shit. We had to hire someone to do it for us. Yeah, I mean, I think, no, I think that's a good point. I, I would be, I'm mixed on this one because I do think they're, I, I, having, knowing, knowing people, especially through, through the bar who are older, in my head, I'm like, wonder how much better a person this would be if they had a fucking therapist. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they've dealt with so much shit. Yeah. Um, and, they, they, and it wasn't available or whatever. But at the same time, I do think that there are people that can take, and it's not shaming those who can't, but there are people who could take traumas, who could take adversity and can take these things and deal with it internally in a healthy way and be fine. Yeah. But there are, and I don't think, I think this is cross-generational, there are those who who, who can't. Uh, we both love Bill Burr. How, how often do you see him talking about his dad? Yeah. And how his dad was a fucking crazy asshole. Yeah. Like that guy probably could use some therapy. Uh, Bill Burr has said it himself that he probably could have used some therapy as a fucking kid. Well, Bill Burr Um, has said he's gone to therapy. Exactly. Yeah. And and, and so, so I, this is where I'm I'm mixed on it because I do think that there are some people, some people, and this is cross generational who could, who can deal with traumas and deal with issues without therapy. But you got to think about, especially the greatest generation, the, the, the crazy shit they had to deal with World War One. Imagine those guys coming back. No, Grace. I'm sorry. You're right. World War, that was World War Two. Yeah, yeah. Previous. Well, World War Two. Sure. Previous to that, World War One. Yeah. Holy. Those shit. guys. Yeah. Who, yeah. who Who dealt with all that shit? Shell imagine. Shock. Not PTSD. Shell shock. Well, yeah. same thing, different name. Yeah. But imagine them coming back, and and they don't have anyone to talk to. Anyone. Right. Like imagine their lives could have been better. Yeah. So that's where I, I have mixed feelings about it because there are people who could deal with, who can who can live with it and deal with it without therapy. But imagine all the people in previous generations who didn't have access to it who, right. who could have who really improved by yeah. it. Um, yeah. 
I don't see what the stigma is behind therapy, but then again, I've gone to therapy, you know. I've, I've my, therapy, corners, yeah. my, my cornerstone books are uh, written by uh, Dr. Harriet Lerner, Dance of Connection, Dance of Intimacy, uh, and they're wonderful, wonderful books. It's just, uh, uh, just extremely healthy. And it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of her prefaces says, you know, th- is on this very topic. It's like, you can go through your life without therapy, just like you can go to, go to Mount Everest without an oxygen tank. It's like, well, okay, Mount Everest is hard enough. Why not have a little help? Yeah. I, and I think a stigma is um, going back. I think a lot of people have had that pride. They, they don't, I don't need therapy. I'm fine. Like, but it's like the pride, but yeah, yeah I, I think. Which is stupid, which is stupid. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't do in-person therapy. I did. Um, I think I, I said this before, maybe in the preseason, the most millennial thing I've, I've done is like digital therapy. Huh. It, it was an app yeah. that like, I would talk to them through the yeah. app, Wow. but it would, it, it, it helped. Um, but no, I think there is a stigma there as far as like ego, but I do wonder, and and this is just not, this is a a question like if therapy and mental health was as accessible in the early 1900s as it is now, how would the world be different? Yeah. Very true. And the, the the counter to it is like, cause I've, yeah, the counter is, uh, at what point do you stop taking medicine for everything and let your body heal itself kind of thing too? I mean, there, there should be readily available. I'm not arguing that there should be, there should be readily available therapy for people who need it. But at the same time, there also needs to be, and I think this is what boomers are trying to say in a very unhealthy way is that like, you know, you're going to have to start dealing with some of your problems on your own rather than going to a therapist for everything. So I I will say this to, to meet in the middle, I will say, and at least in my case, and this is not everybody. In my case, I went to therapy for a, a somewhat kind of specific reason. Um, and so then once we got to a point, I was like, I think I'm good. Right, yeah. To where I was, I was kind of going through some shit. Yeah. And I worked it out. And I know some people, um, I think Eddie's killing the dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's not listening. Damn dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, he killed it. Um, but no, uh, I, I think some people do. And I... And I to where I just all agree, disagree. I think some people just do deal with depression all the time, or they need therapy all the time. Right. Kind of like if you have diabetes, you need to have the medicine right. all the time. So I think it is. I, I think that's actually a good comparison to the physical side of health, to where there's some things that you just need the treatment and then you're fine, where other things you do need constant treatment. In my case, I went to therapy for a, a very specific trauma, in a sense, mm-hmm. um, and then I we came to a point where I was like, I feel fine, I feel good. And we parted mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. Cool. Whereas there are other people who just deal with daily depression who, right. who might need that. They might need somebody in there every day. Like, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Like, I guess what I, I, I tried to say, and I, I said it in a very kind of ins, insensitive way, but I, I guess no, I, I, I think I know what you're getting what I'm at, saying yeah. is that just to be wary of the crutch of, you know, sure. I'm sure like even with you, like if you went through a trauma at a certain point, you're like, you know, I could, could keep going and I could keep feeling better and better. And, you know, but and eventually you got get off the pain meds and you know, <laughs> start enduring a little. No, bit. sure. I think, no, I think th- I, I absolutely agree with you because even the pain meds are perfect, medi- uh, a perfect uh, metaphor, if you will, because some, some people do need pain meds all the time because right. of their issue. Right. But there's others who it's like, okay, no, is my, sorry. is my broken arm? Okay. Now. Right. Yeah. Or can I, yeah, no, I get it. No, oh, anyway, there's therapy and then there's the conclusion of the therapy that comes along. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then again, if you're a doctor and I want my Xanax, 
No, you're, you don't need it anymore. Okay, I'm going to write a review where you one star and you don't treat me how I should be treated. You can give them prescription or you could be the worst doctor in the world. <clears throat> Number six, all this pronoun stuff is ridiculous. We could get on our soapbox about gender is a social construct, but let's keep this short and sweet. If you identify as the gender you were assigned at birth and you feel as though your pronouns suit you, great. However, you don't dictate how somebody feels about their gender and their pronouns. So be respectful and use their preferred pronouns. Can, can, can I'm going to go off on, on this. On, on, I, can, think can, on, I do can, think it's ridiculous. Hold on, can, you, can you just do the, 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 the title, the phrase again? Because you kind of just... Just the quote. Number six. Number six, all this pronoun stuff is ridiculous. Okay. There are two genders. There's male <laughs> and female. Dave Chappelle. Okay. You're one or the other. And okay, how you feel about it, that's fine. You can feel, you know, you can feel, you could get angry at the sun when it raises and happy when the moon comes out. That's not going to change it either way. It's the feeling. So if I really give a shit and I want, you know, if you give a shit and you're my friend and I know you and you want to be called it, they, here, he, uh, Fairy Johnson or whatever. I'm Dr. Monty Cunty when I go to Burning Man. <laughs> um, you know, you, you call them that. Uh, but that being said, if I don't know you and you're expecting me to kind of meld to your pronoun, not going to happen. And I, I'll, I'll be happy to have that explanation to you right then and there. Oh, and it gets even better with a couple of beers. See, I so. think this goes back to this harkens back to the tougher skin kind of thing. It's yep. like I was thinking the same thing. You do need to have tougher skin and realizing that sometimes just the way the world is. But <laughs> no. now I, I, I have a, a mixed opinion on this because I, I do think like it's kind of like what you said. If, if I know someone and they, they want to transition, like I'm not going to be a dick. I'll call you by your, your the new name, I'll, I'll, whatever. But but like Eddie said, um, if you do if you do approach me and you're a masculine person and I accidentally call you he or dude and, and you get offended, like, like, can you really blame me? <laughs> like but no like my here's my thing my I, i've said this before and i'll say it a hundred times my whole mo in life is do what makes you happy if you're not hurting any, if you're not actively hurting anyone or trying to hurt anyone I, I'll, I'll fuck with you like you're fine and so with the transgender thing i mean we could do a whole other episode in this but like whole other episode fuck yourself you're right but <laughs> but no like that's where like i get it and that's I, I'm with the transgender issue in general. I'm, I'm I'm very mixed opinion, but with the whole like keep your pronouns to yourself, or the whole get over your pronouns thing, I get it to the where like if I think it was Patton Oswald or was it him, some comic said like when my when my friend shaves their beard, and I see them I'm like whoa, like whoa. And so, like, when, when someone you know changes their gender, I do think, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, whoa. Uh, so, I do think, like, there should be your sex, your physical yeah. sex, male, female. Because if you go to the doctor, you have to say, I am a born male. Because there are health issues that males and females are just different. So, that's where I'm like, yeah, you have you have to hold on to what you were born as for medical reasons and et cetera. If you, if you are a male who, for whatever reason, wants to live your life as a female... Fine. Are you hurting anyone? Do your thing. Um, for me, if that's the way you live your life, I'll I'll call you by your pronoun. Mm -hmm. it, it it literally is maybe a little bit of effort if if you look masculine and I accidentally call you he. But 
yeah, I, I don't like how the millennial here is kind of trying to trivialize this. It's like, you know, leave your uh, le- silly pronouns or whatever. They're trying to make it look like like the he, she, whatever you are. It doesn't matter, man. It's all fluid. It's, you know, we can be, I yeah. can be a she from any moment to the next and it doesn't matter. Whereas the boomers trying to hold on to the fact like, no, this is a, this is a clear cut thing here. We can't just do away with these pronouns because it's an yeah. important thing. No, yeah, I, I was I was gonna agree with you to where like I don't like the fluidity, right? Towards because like hypothetically, if you came out and you're like, I feel transgender, I want to go by he or she, her, or whatever. I'd be like, cool, Mitch, I'll do my best. Uh, your name's Michelle now. I'll do my best. <laughs> I'll do my best. Sir. No, I'm I'm yeah. I'm just I'm like I'll do my best to remember to call you Michelle to to refer you as she, her. But if you're like I'm gender fluid, and then day three you're like I feel like I'm to be he he and him again. I'm like, well. Now you're making it hard for me. Like now you're making it hard for me. Well, now you're now you're hating me because of that. Yeah. But it's like now you're making it hard for me. Like I I will support anyone in their life decisions, um, but there is the transgender issue. We can go on a different thing because, like I said, I have mixed opinions. I if if whatever makes you happy, do it. I'll do my best to support you. Yeah. I, I mean for I do see how it's it's grayer than they're trying to make it look but I'm I'm leaning more towards no it's I'm not gonna do away with the pronouns thing there's a he there's a she and I'm gonna have to stick with that okay but I do kind of agree with Eddie is like look if it's a friend and it's someone I know but then again again if I meet someone who looks like a dude and I call him a dude and they get mad because it's a she I'll be like well it, it, that's sorry. what that's what Patton Oswalt I think said was like if if you well, not exactly what he said, but like, yeah, if you, if you, and I've made the mistake before where I've called a transgender female, I'd said like, all right, thanks, man. And I'm like, oh, whoops. But, but you can't be upset. And, and that's what, I guess you could say the thicker, the thicker skin. Like you can't be upset if you do have masculine features. Yeah. And you're a transgender female. Like I support you for doing, living the way you want to live, but you can't be mad if someone does say that right. by accident or just instinct. Yeah. By instinct. Like there are masculine features that biological males have. Same with biological females. Like you can't be mad if someone gets confused by it. Yeah. And well, anyway, yeah, I think yeah, we could we could go we could talk all night. Each about one it. of these, we should make a note of this. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's so culturally imperialistic too. If you go to Nigeria, if you go to Namibia, if you go to Egypt, Saudi Arabia. Korea, Russia, are you going to expect that they're going to treat your pronouns the same way? What if they conjugate them differently? They do have a she or e, he. Yeah. You're going to tell them that too? Yeah. Or are they yeah. just going to kick your ass? <laughs> well, that's why we're the USA, Eddie. Exactly. We don't do that. Exactly. We, we, we don't go we, to other countries. We stay here and get coddled. We Snow wave flags. our rainbow flag, fool. That's right. Number More seven, flags. Can you can you explain cryptocurrency and nfts we get that millennials are the generation that ushered the technology age but the concept of cryptocurrency and nfts is way too complex and trips up even the most tech savvy digitally in tune millennials some of us peaked during customizing your myspace background (laughs) era so we stop asking we really don't know i am wait this is this is uh the boomer saying can you explain crypto right i am team boomer 100% 100% team boomer. Next one. <laughs> well, it makes sense. It ma- well, it makes perfect sense. You were you were in a uh, a church that was, you know, in the 1200 and there's been banking that's been gone on long before that. So if you can't transport gold but you need to 
you know, have funds in Egypt. How do you do that? Well, you write a note that says that knowing that the gold's going to be there. And there's so much gold in this one place that the government has to control it. So we've had government, we've had government determining economic policy throughout history. And I don't know what that, side that you're taking right now. <laughs> I'm taking, well, I, I, I'm taking the side that this is a new technology and it's revolutionary. So yeah, you're on, you take, so you're team millennial right now. No, he's team boomer. You're, you're like, so boomer well, was saying no, but boomer saying, what the hell is crypto? The boomer is saying, can you explain it to me? Cause I need to know. But Eddie knows I'm it. Doing. I thought you, you understood yes. it. Yeah. I did. I am. I'm explaining it. So he's the because, millennial. No, We're the boomer. I, <laughs> I'm saying that the millennial wants to stop hearing it because they don't want to explain it. Eddie is because happily, they don't know. At the end of it, the boomer uh, saying, "Can you explain it to me?" Era, stop asking. We really don't know. Is how that segment. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, so the millennials say so they don't know. Millennials yeah. don't know, and uh, boomers want it explained to them. Okay. Oh, so but it is, it we're is both the boomer and the millennial. Yeah. You and I are both. Yeah. I'm I'm completely anti crypto. Um, <laughs> we've had the com- in the preseason. We had the conversation. I think you lost your mind when Eddie and I kept going back and forth. I did. I took my shirt off. I, I, yeah. Um, that that. Well, yeah. it does make sense, and it's going to take some adoption, just yeah. like a credit card did, just like Samsung Pay and Apple Pay. Right. Sure. This is going, and it's I going to be those. very just interesting. Like, just like a note of writ. This is just our generation's note of writ. The first time they started saying, "Look, I'm writing this piece of paper that represents money," you have a peasant farmer who's like, "What in the hell are you talking about?" That right, makes that's no fair. sense. That's exactly. So, or it's rocks. Yeah. Or it's you know. Or it's haircuts or something. It has to be denominated against something. But you're taking you're taking that power away from government. So what happens when governments start aren't in charge of monetary policy anymore? Right. Yeah. What's the next so, one? Next one. Last one. Last one. We're gonna be well, here. It's, all night. It, it is a revolution, and yeah, you can tell I'm balls deep head into it. <laughs> I know. And yeah. I I started off. I went to an altcoin meetup. Anyways, okay. Final eight and final. You are a little too obsessed with your dog. First of all, that's my son, and that was rude. Secondly, this generation is taking their time when it comes to having children. Dogs and cats are the next best thing if plants aren't cutting it. <laughs> if plants aren't cutting it, give me the matching Halloween costumes and canine ring bearers. Fuck millennials. I'm, so, pro, no. I'm team boomer. So, no, I was actually team millennial until I heard the description. Because <laughs> like, you're too obsessed with your dog. What's the joke? It's like... The, and this is our generation with yeah. our parents where yeah. it's like the dad's like, we don't need a dog. And then you get a dog and yeah, the dad's like, that's my dog. fucking dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The, the pet obsession goes across generational lines. But then once you started reading True. the description, True. I was like, no, I, w- I was team millennial going into it. And then the description, I was like, this is a horrible description. Yeah, no, it's no, it's the comparison to a dog to a person. And it's that. I Well, of course, reject. that's that's immediately. Ne- that, that's where I'm saying. Like, I was when you're like, you're too obsessed with your dog. It's like. Every fucking old person I know, yeah. if they got yes. a dog, oh, that would be yep. their their life. So this is, is their a, world. This is not a generational thing. This is a people thing of just a yeah. obsession with pets. The person who wrote this just butchered it in the description. Yeah, they. I was yeah. on board, and then they just they just ruined it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're too obsessed. The obsessed easier, with your the dog. better. The better description would have been. Quote, you're too obsessed with your dog. End quote. Excuse me, everyone's been obsessed with their dog since the Egyptians worshipped cats. Go fuck yourself, yes. all right? I love my Very dog. And, yeah. I, I still so, remember my dad was so, growing up, he was so like, like, we had to get like a cat. Yeah. Oh, you got the fucking cat now? You got a cat? <laughs> you better take care of it. And yeah. then one of our cats got like gashed in the gut. Yeah. 
my dad took it to the vet. My dad was like, well, we have to pay for it. To get oh, God, yeah. And kept it in the house. Like, yeah. So, no, like, yeah. So it's it, not generational. And my dad was boomer as fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so not generational, but I agree with the boomer in that if uh, picturing this boomer that isn't obsessed with their pets, people who are obsessed with their pets need to calm down. That's fair. True. Yeah. But and I'm also when, wary of this in, person. In your 20s, when you when you couple up in your 20s and she wants a dog, that dog is going to be the baby until the actual baby comes along. Right. Or sure. that's what or, the uh, or until transmuting that until company comes over. Because I hate those people that are like, um, excuse me, my dog sits on the couch and you're just company. Anytime I like Fuck that. It's a dog. It's a dog. I'll eat your dog. I don't care. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> your dog will eat you. Your dog will eat you yeah. if you die yeah. and there's no food in the house. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. You're you're yeah. the main course. I remember, so I remember being instances. horribly disturbed hearing about the survey of like uh, of asking people. It was like one of those all the street, you know, interview kind of things. Oh, okay. Um, if you saw a total stranger in the middle of the ocean and your dog in the middle of the ocean, you only have time to save one of them because they're drowning. Uh, which would you do? And people were like, honestly thinking about it. Like, oh, you know, I, 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 I love my dog and it's just a complete stranger. And it was, I remember losing my mind thinking that's human life. It's human life and a dog. What do you, you would hate, you would hate the website that the dog What's the, the website. Does the dog live? I think. Oh God. Okay. There's a website that pretty much is dedicated to listing movies where the dog dies or lives. Oh God. Okay. Mm. And all this is highlighting is emotional attachment. If it's a stranger, somebody you do not have to have an emotional attachment with versus a complete stranger that may be human, but you don't know them from Adam. Right. So you're going to go with emotional attachment. It's understandable. Is that humane? Is it right? Well, in that end, you know, and that's theoretical. That's sitting in a chair in California, not on the Titanic. That is they call that philosophy. Hey, exactly. On that ethics. <laughs> That's here's, a good list. here's what we're gonna do. All right. So I'm gonna we're we're gonna cut here. Okay. I'm gonna split this into two episodes. Oh, okay, yeah. So and we could just say it right now. Like I I cut, we're not cut. This is going to be a second episode, aside. Because it should be. So this is gonna be both the intro and the outro. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so welcome to Fake Philosophers. Hey. We haven't hey. been here. we haven't been here all night. We were talking about comments and we were talking about a list of things that Americans can't live without. Now take that again. You bubbled on that. A list of things that Americans can't A list of things that Americans can't live without according to non Americans. And then we decided to start reading a list of things that Eddie found. So, uh, things that boomers need to stop saying to millennials, according to millennials. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's going to be the second episode. Boom. And we'll see how it's edited. I love it. (laughs) Hey, good luck. I mean, that's it. (laughs) Um, Because this was one extremely long session that no one's going to watch if it's this long. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to cut it in two. All right. We we know Mitch's list is we gotta come up with like Eddie's Eddie's uh something. Edibles. Eddie's edibles. Oh, okay. Because we because we just eat I, into it. We just eat right into it. Yeah. That's well, right. I wish we I just thought of that. I, I was sure thinking hope, of underwear. I sure hope we expand on these points that Eddie's about to read off. 
We should. Yeah. Yes. So let me get these uh, first, uh, the article. <laughs> go, go for it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, on that note, thank you for joining us to, to the to nine of you, hopefully 10 or 11 now. Yeah. 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 Um, Mary, Ryan, uh, yay, Teddy, yay, Tim. Teddy. Um, what are, Ryan Martin, whatever. Who is Ryan, it? Ryan hasn't listened. He, he needs to get back. He needs to. Yeah. Um, to all the, the bots. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Let's hear your thoughts. This is a very intriguing episode. Very. Let's hear your thoughts. Very. Bye, guys. Have a good night. I got to pee. Take care. (laughs) Go pee.